Life is like a candy cane here in Duckburg. Snowflakes present satisfy. It's a duck blur. Greetings, everyone. Hey, how you doing? It's Matt Seller. Today, we are doing a spoiler talk review for DuckTales Season 3, Episode 18, dubbed How Santa Stole Christmas. <gasps> Joined with me, as always, this festive time of year, via satellite radio, it is my good friend Marcello, a.k.a. Mark. How you doing out there, Mark? <laughs> Matt, my heart, it grew three sizes. I'm in serious pain. Well, you best call a cardiologist, assuming I said that correctly, because your heart has gotten a lot bigger than it normally has. Have you been having way too much beef? No, I've just been having too much Christmas cheer. Ah, uh, well, that's a good way to go, I'd say. Anywho, folks. I'm not dying. Oh. <laughs> Are you going to keep this in? <laughs> You probably should a little bit. You're right, Mark. That's way too dark. I'm sorry. Do you forgive me? I do. In the spirit of Christmas, I forgive you. And let us begin by talking about this festive episode of DuckTales. I believe the second Christmas special we've had with this reboot. Yes? Yes, it was, Matt. And uh, we finally have it. We finally have the reveal of Santa Claus. How wondrous and magical. And he's voiced by Hugh Bonneville. Which you and I, we were both really looking forward to. And I say preemptively, we were not disappointed. No, we were not. Spoilers. We were not spoiled. We were not disappointed by Hugh Bonneville. I mean, when would one ever. Anywho, folks, before we begin, may I remind you that if you want to help support this channel, I mean, if you enjoy watching reviews just like this on a frequent basis, I recommend you check out some of our other reviews that we've done. We've done various things, talking about movies like Cartoon Saloon's Song of the Sea. I did that with Ivan, as well as other reviews that I've done, such as BNA, Brand New Animal, and a whole bunch of other things. And don't forget to subscribe. You know, all that stuff out of the way. I say, Mark, let us begin with this episode, How Santa Claus Stole Christmas. What's it all about, Mark? Well, Matt, I'm glad you asked. It's Christmas time once again. We kind of covered that already. Hi, how are you? And Scrooge is preparing his traps for Santa Claus, as one does this time of year. You know, Scrooge is very much a subscriber of the uh, Futurama Christmas. And um, who should come knocking at his door but Santa himself with a broken leg and begs Scrooge for his help to deliver the presents in his steed. This, of course, dredges up bad memories for Scrooge as he goes out to deliver the presents. Meanwhile, Webby learns the truth from Santa about Scrooge and their betrayal and why everyone gets coal. And that would generally be the synopsis for this episode. Now, Mark, why don't you kick things off this season by telling folks what were some of your takeaways from this episode? What worked for you? What didn't work for you? Well, Matt, there were a lot of really cool things about it. I mean, I didn't quite cover it in the description, but spoilers, this is a review that's going to happen. Um, this is also an origin story for sort of the modern Christmas and Santa Claus and how Scrooge was uh, Santa's business partner and they go and pursue the Felice Navi Diamond. And I love everything about that sentence. I need to say that right now. And again, Felice Navi Diamond, which is what allows him to pause time more or less and all that. Yes, I approve. But um, other than that, there was just a lot of other funny stuff. The reindeer just licking things. Uh, what else? There's one beagle boy on the nice list. I think it was Bouncer. Violet and Lena live together. That's good. It's nice to know Lena isn't living like in the streets anymore because that was like kind of a concern for me. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, then just other fun wordplay stuff like Eleanor Roostervelt and stuff. Just a lot of fun. I mean, it's Tiles obviously pl trying to be a play on how the Grinch stole Christmas, but um, I don't know. I 
I liked it quite a bit. We covered it. Hugh Bonneville does not disappoint. There's a really cool snowman monster who, Matt, I believe you uh, you said it reminded you a bit of the Titan from the New Gods on the Block episode aesthetically a bit. Yeah, it definitely had that kind of natural look to it, especially with like the arms and the pointiness of it all. And um, I won't spoil it because that's kind of the ending. And I want to hear what you liked too as well, Matt. But um, there's also a really cute slash really sad moment in this episode that kind of broke me. But Matt, what did you like of this episode? Well, generally speaking, I think I liked the focus purely being the relationship between Santa and Scrooge. And we didn't get like overburdened by the cast of having the nephews kind of tag along. Instead, we had Webby, who we all know has a deep admiration for the McDuck family. And so she is always supportive perhaps to an exaggerated extent, to Scrooge's preferences. And so she's kind of suspicious and against Santa for a little bit. But as Santa seeks Scrooge's help to kind of like solve everything, we kind of see the progression of Webby's acceptance and fondness over the spirit of Christmas. And I thought that was a really sweet thing. I like that. I thought that was really well done in that regard. We've kind of mentioned before, though, that the problem with serialized television shows is sometimes you have like character inconsistencies where in the back of my mind, I wondered, would Webby actually react that way sometimes? Because we had a few episodes where she's just a crazy spy hunter, kind of almost straight up villainous in a way in terms of her tactics. But obviously she is good. And we also get the occasional episodes where she is naive and a little clumsy. So, but that's neither here or there. I think it worked in the context of this episode of her just being very protective of Scrooge. The part that I think we should probably jump straight to that Mark mentioned is one of the things that I liked about this episode is Scrooge wasn't a straight up antagonist to the idea of Christmas. Like he wasn't Grinch where he wanted to take away all the presents per se or make sure everyone has a horrible time. Instead, his motivation was to try to give people something more practical, something that they could actually use. But the item of choice that he originally wanted to spread kind of doesn't carry that same giving spirit. And so I kind of like the whole idea of him returning to a semi-antagonistic viewpoint, but you kind of understand where he's coming from. So I guess that's ultimately what I'm getting at here. I liked Scrooge's motivation and him realizing the true meaning of Christmas and giving gifts. At least that's what Santa is trying to portray to his once business partner. Oh yeah, totally. And also just, um, I don't know, I was waiting this whole episode for Santa to have a real heel turn and it was kind of nice he didn't. Yeah, I got that vibe a little bit too when he got angry, but no, he didn't. At the same time, it was kind of cool to see Santa get angry. I feel like that's something we don't really get from a lot of, you know, incarnations of Santa. It was kind of refreshing. But um, yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, God, the, what was the little girl's name? It was... Um, Jenny. Jenny, right. It was either Jenny or Jennifer. I remember it was a J because for a while I thought it was Carlette, but that was the name of a doll. No, it was Jennifer. Yeah. And it, oh God, like I want nice things for Jennifer. Jennifer, Jennifer makes me... So, Jennifer was a cold reminder of the state of the world. I know. She was such a cute kid. Felt so genuine. They did a good job picking up that kid from the street to voice her. <laughs> Oh, God. Don't even joke about that, Matt. That's going to make me so sad. But um, <laughs> I, it was like, I don't know. In addition to being a nice moment for Scrooge, like a part of me kind of wonders if Scrooge saw a little of himself in Jenny, Jennifer, as a poor boy himself once upon a time. Absolutely. I 100% think you're right on the money there. And I, I don't know. Just that was really cool because that was just some character payoff and from stuff we've seen before that, you know, it wasn't explicitly stated, but I think we all felt it. And that's nice. But I mean, overall, this was another great 
great episode. Of course, Scrooge then and Santa reconcile. He, you know, turns off the traps and now Santa's welcome in his house anytime. And, you know, also Webby learns to love Christmas too. And it's just, it's, it's all around cute. And I'd be remiss if I, I'd be, I'd be wrong. I'd be downright wrong if I did not mention that they brought back the Christmas intro. That sounds, I know it's not Tony Bennett, but it sure sounds like Tony Bennett. And I just love it. It's just such a fun little thing. I like it when we can have fun with the intros, especially with like Western shows where we just kind of use the same one over and over again. The little changes this show has done over the years, but just bringing back the Christmas one in general, really nice. Now to kind of jump into things that may have not quite worked for me, I don't really have any glaring issues per se. Oh, but here we go, folks. Matt's going to take a dump on Christmas. I'm going to be the Grinch this time around, not all will. And the thing that kind of, it didn't really bother me, but I kind of wish it was pushed more is whenever we got a flashback of Scrooge and Santa in their early business days, the flashbacks were accompanied by a kind of a faded white vignette, which that works for me as a concept, but it almost felt more like a distraction to me, whereas the actual filtering or the compositing of the animation itself was relatively the same to present day. I kind of felt like we could have added like maybe a somewhat sepia tone filter to it or just something to kind of give it that vintage look to really sell the idea that this took place in the past and you don't necessarily need to make it like monochromatic or anything like that you could probably like i think you could add something to it to give it that christmas wonderland fantasy vibe to it just to kind of like help sell the motif of it all but that that's a nitpick i will admit that much and i'm also still facing buffering issues watching the episode i actually showed mark the other night what i was dealing with and he was like matt what are you doing so that might just be me on my end maybe they did do something and i couldn't tell over the pixelation of everything would it have been too jarring i agree about the sepia tone but would it have been too jarring if the flashbacks were done in like a franklin bass stop motion style oh man that would be truly daring but probably really expensive for the studio oh I, they'd never approve it but like could you imagine because they did do like last year they did do these stop motion vignettes for disney xd with the characters like in between episodes like you know for like the you're watching disney channel or you're watching disney fd like little bumpers so like it's not like they're against it but i don't know that could have been funny but like devoting 15 minutes to it that'd be too much i know but i could dream get Leica to do it they need the money get Leica to do everything just have Leica do more things exactly but i mean apart from that nitpick that's really about it for me i think it was a fun christmas special i will say this much though i kind of prefer the first one a little bit more that one felt more like an adventure to me but this one i ironically enough, felt more of a grounded story. It gave me a little bit of a Klaus vibe, slightly. And so maybe that's why I felt like a more mature story, despite having like flying reindeers and snowman monsters. It was a more personal story between Scrooge and Santa in the long run. Absolutely. I say it all comes down to preferences. And like, let's be honest, like, it's usually one, sh- usually a show kind of gets one Christmas episode, unless you're, you know, like The Simpsons, where like there's, or like Family Guy, or just like a, sh- a show that, a non serialized show is the correct way to go about this. But like for this one, like, I don't know, for it to bat two for two on the Christmas episodes, I'm okay with it. I do think I might agree I maybe liked the original, the first one a little more, but on the whole, like, I'm very satisfied with this one. And I feel like it's a great way to cap off, you know, 2020 for all of us and DuckTales and, you know, just, you know, kind of give us a little bit of that Christmas mood when we kind of all probably could need it. 100%. And with that being said, before we close off this review, 
As far as Mark and I, we understand it. This is not the season finale for this for season three of DuckTales. As far as we can tell, this is a hiatus they're going to be on for a little bit. So whenever the next few episodes come out, I'm assuming in the next, uh, I'd probably say like five to seven months, we might get word of a continuation of season three. We'll jump right onto that when we can. We'll continue to give you our opinions and thoughts on the DuckTales series, as well as other series. Oh, actually, before we go too, I don't know if the Animaniacs review has gone up before this one or vice versa, but I mentioned in that review that Snipple Animation did some of the animation for the Animaniacs revival. We'll explain that in our review. And I said that Snipple has done animation for DuckTales for a lot of the times because I recognize that during the credits. And I noticed when I watched this episode of DuckTales, it didn't say Snipple, it said Toon City Studios or something of that like. So either they changed studios or Snipple broke off and made a division devoted to DuckTales. I have no idea. But yeah, no, I just wanted to get that cleared out of the way. I realize different studios right now at this point. Anywho, folks, you heard our opinion, but now we want to hear yours. Let us know in the comment section below, what did you think of this episode of DuckTales Season 3, Episode 18, dubbed How Santa Stole Christmas? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Share your thoughts. Join the conversation. Be sure to like, share, subscribe, ring that bell to be notified when new videos drop. And if you want to support me directly, consider going to my Patreon or do a one-time donation at my Streamlabs. This is Matt Sella. This is Mark. Thanking you all for tuning in. And when long past friends have made amends, good cheer will never end on Duckburg Christmas. <laughs>